right, welcome Christian Israel, Pastor Eli, and uh, Trader Dan from Georgia. We're here again on, uh, yeah, no, not yeah, I was coming people, Genesis to Revelation. I have to wipe the sleep out of my eyes. And uh, we're going to be talking, before we get back into Second Chronicles, left off with, I think, chapter 22 last week, because that's where um, Athaliah, the story of Athaliah is prominent. And so uh, we're going to get a couple of takes on her from Wikipedia and from the 1911 Encyclopedia Britannica. Uh, which do you want to go first with, Dan? Let's go with possibly more truth in the 1911 Encyclopedia Britannica. Oh, okay, very good. Yeah, it wasn't owned by Jews yet. <laughs> yeah. In 1911. Okay. All right, here we go. Jezebel. Uh, wife of Ahab, king of Israel, and mother of Athaliah in the Bible. Her father, Ethbaal, was king of Tyre and priest of the goddess Astarte. He had usurped the throne and was the first important Phoenician king after Hiram. Jezebel, a true daughter of a priest of Astarte, showed herself hostile to the worship of Yahweh and to his prophets, whom she relentlessly pursued. 1 Kings chapter 18, verses 4 through 13. She is represented as a woman of virile character and became notorious for the part she took in the matter of Naboth's vineyard. When the Jezreelite Sheik refused to sell the family inheritance to the king, Jezebel treacherously caused him to be arrested on a charge of treason. And with the help of false witnesses, he was found guilty and condemned to death. For this, the prophet Elijah pronounced a solemn curse upon Ahab and Jezebel, which was fulfilled when Jehu, who was anointed king at Elisha's instigation, killed the son Jehoram, massacred all the family, and had Jezebel destroyed. First <clears throat> Kings chapter 11, Second Kings chapter 9, verses 11 through 28. What is told of her comes from sources written under the influence of strong religious bias. Among the exaggerations must be reckoned 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 13, which is inconsistent with 19. Yeah. 18, 18, 18 and 22, verse 6. Okay. I don't know what it's trying to say here. It's kind of confusing. Yeah, right. Oh. We'd have to look at those verses, but uh, I don't think we need to. Yeah, go ahead. A uh, literal interpretation of the reference to Jezebel's idolatry, 2 Kings chapter 9, verse 22, has made her name a byword for a false prophetess in Revelation chapter 2, verse 20. Her name is often used in modern English as a synonym for an abandoned woman or one who paints her face. <clears throat> Gee, that was really bad in those days, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I think she's... Uh thought of as much worse than that these days, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cause I don't know any women who don't paint their faces. <laughs> yeah. Pretty common. Yeah, it's pretty common today. So, all right. So uh, I think also, as we discussed in our pre-show uh, uh, confab, it's quite possible that the Encyclopedia Britannica had been uh, colored by the reigning... Uh, I, archaeological and theological position of the day that the Bible is not quite true because, uh, you know, there was a 
uh, evolution was the rage, and uh, the, nobody considered the Bible to be scientific. So uh, there's a lot of skepticism about the Bible in those days. That's probably where this is coming from. And, uh, you know, I found that uh, inconsistencies with the Bible are usually uh, false perceptions and that uh, that there's a uh, there's a reason why there's a different story there. Just because two witnesses have a different story doesn't mean they're contradicting each other, right? It's just a different story. Like, like every crash scene <laughs> in human history... <laughs> Has, people see it from different angles, and it seems contradictory until you, you know, oh yeah, they were uh, one guy was on one side of the street, the other on the other side of the street. That's why there's differences. Right? That's usually mm-hmm. the case. Yeah. Okay. So Wikipedia. Let's see how what Wikipedia handles Athaliah. Okay. This is a, this is about Athaliah. Yeah. Accounts of the life of Athaliah are to be found in Second Kings chapter eight, verses sixteen, or verse sixteen, and chapter eleven, verse sixteen. And Second Chronicles chapter twenty-two verse ten, and chapter twenty-three verse fifteen in the Bible, <clears throat> the Hebrew Bible. The text states that she was the daughter of King Omri of Israel. However, she is usually considered to have been the daughter of King Ahab and his wife, Queen Jezebel. Some scholars are of the opinion that Athaliah was indeed the daughter of Omri, but that she grew up as an orphan in the court of Ahab. Athaliah was married to Jehoram of Judah to seal a treaty between the kingdoms of Israel and Judah. And to secure his position, Jehoram killed his six brothers. Jehoram became king of Judah in the fifth year of Joram of Israel's reign, 2 Kings chapter 8, verse 16. Depending on her paternity, Joram of Israel was either Athaliah's brother or her nephew. Okay. Jehoram. Yeah, now it's confusing because you got Jehoram and Joram that uh, you have to, and Jehoram is uh, is a, apparently of the house of Judah. Let me uh, let me back up here. I'd have to get a, a chronology. Athaliah was married to Jehoram of Judah. Yeah, he was Jehoram was a Judahite, and Joram was an Israelite of the house of Israel. Okay, so got to get those uh, clear. All right, back to you. Jehoram of Judah reigned for eight years. His father Jehoshaphat and grandfather Asa were devout kings who worshipped Yahweh and walked in his ways. However, Joram chose not to follow their example, but rejected Yahweh and married Athaliah, the daughter of Ahab in the line of Omri. Jehoram's rule of Judah was shaky. Edom revolted, and he was forced to acknowledge their independence. Arrayed by Philistines, Arabs, and Ethiopians looted the king's house and carried off all of his family except for their youngest son, Ahaziah. After Jehoram's death, Ahaziah became king of Judah, and Athaliah was queen mother. Ahaziah reigned for one year from the age of 22, which is found in 2 Kings chapter 8, verse 26, and was killed during a state visit to Israel along with Jehoram of Israel. Jehu assassinated them both in Yahweh's name and became king of Israel. He had Athaliah's entire family, entire extended family in Samaria, put to death, ending the Omri dynasty in Israel. Okay. Upon upon hearing the news of Ahaziah's death, Athaliah seized the throne of Judah and ordered the execution of all possible claimants to the throne, including the remnant of her Omri dynasty. However, Jehoshaphat, Ahaziah's sister 
managed to rescue from the purge Jehoash, a grandson of Athaliah, and Jehoram of Judah, who was only one year old. Jehoash was raised in secret by Jehoshaphat's husband, a priest named Jehoiada. As usurper queen, Athaliah used her power to establish the worship of Baal in Judah. Six years later, Athaliah was surprised when Jehoiada revealed that Jehoash lived and proclaimed him king of Judah. She rushed to stop the rebellion, but was captured and executed. Okay, pretty good so far. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, and yeah, dating. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, last okay. two sections. Yeah. It's good stuff, actually. Yeah. yeah. William Albright has dated her reign to 842 to 837 BC, while Edwin Thiel, in the third edition of his magnum opus, dates her reign from 842 841 to 836-835 BC. However, a starting date of 842-841 for Athaliah is one year before the date of 841-840 that Thiel gave for the death of her son Ahaziah, a conflict which Thiel never resolved. In is this really, okay? <clears throat> In 1691, French trage- tragedian Jean Racine wrote a play, a play about this biblical queen entitled Athalie. The German composer Felix Mendelssohn, among others, wrote incidental music to Racine's play, first performed in Berlin in 1845. One of the most frequently heard excerpts from the Mendelssohn music is titled War March of the Priests. In 1733, the musician and composer Handel composed an oratorio based on her life called Athaliah. Huh. Calling her a Baalite queen of Judah, daughter of Jezebel. <laughs> ba- Baal was the fertility god of the Canaanites, whom the ancient Israelites often fell into worshiping in the Old Testament. Yeah, very good. Yeah. Okay, so it shows okay, so- uh, it shows her uh, ancestry, Jezebel and Ahab, and of course uh, there Ahaziah, Athaliah, and Jehoram are listed as the offspring of Jezebel and Ahab. So the question is, was Jezebel a pure-blooded Israelite or not? All right, and so I think the the research I've done on her, she was two, uh, two second in the line after King Hiram of Tyre. And I forget the name of the, uh, the uh, intervening, uh, king of Tyre, who was Jezebel's father. So unless the, the Bible states otherwise, we just have to assume that they're pure-blooded Israelites who just went bad. That happens occasionally, right? <laughs> and uh, so there's no there's no questioning of the ancestry of either Jezebel or Athaliah. So we have to assume that they're Israelites, Okay. Who just, but this was in the time period when the whole country of northern Israel began adopting paganism, not necessarily yet intermarrying with the Canaanites. Uh, it's hard to say to what extent that happened. It was just uh, the case because those the Canaanites were held tribute to the Israelites and to the Judahites in those days. So it's not likely there was any uh, or a whole lot of uh, racial mixing between these two groups. They may have been a little, 
And I, I doubt seriously that the uh, royal house of of Israel would have intermarried with Canaanites at this time. There's actually no evidence that they ever did. Okay, so uh, I think uh, I think that uh, that's probably the best we can say. <laughs> There's really no evidence that there was intermarriage between the house of Israel and the Canaanites. Uh, yeah, there's no proof either way, but if the Bible doesn't say there was, there probably wasn't, okay? All right, so let's get back into Second Chronicles. Okay, Second Chronicles, chapter 22. And the inhabitants of Jerusalem made Ahaziah his youngest son king in his stead. For the band of men that came with the Arabians to the camp had slain all the eldest. So Ahaziah, the son of Jehoram, king of Judah, reigned. Forty-two years old was Ahaziah when he began to reign, and he reigned one year in Jerusalem. His mother's name also was Athaliah, the daughter of Omri. He also walked in the ways in the house of Ahab, for his mother was his counselor to do wickedly. Wherefore, he did evil in the sight of Yahweh like the house of Ahab. For they were his counselors after the death of his father to his destruction. He walked also after their counsel and went with Jehoram, the son of Ahab, king of Israel, to war against Haziel, king of Syria, at Ramoth-Gilead. And the Syrians smote Joram. And he returned to be healed in Jezreel because of the wounds which were given him at Ramah, when he fought with, the, with Hazael, king of Syria. And Azariah, the son of Jehoram, king of Judah, went down to see Jehoram, the son of Ahab, at Jezreel, because he was sick. And the destruction of Ahaziah was of God by coming to Joram. For when he was come, he went out with Jehoram against Jehu, the son of Nimshi, whom Yahweh had anointed to cut off the house of Ahab. Okay. And it came to pass that when Jehu was executing judgment upon the house of Ahab and found the princes of Judah and the sons of the brethren of Ahaziah, that ministered to Ahaziah, he slew them. And he sought Ahaziah, and they caught him, for he was hid in Samaria, and brought him to Jehu. And when they had slain him, they buried him, because they said, He is the son of Jehoshaphat, who sought Yahweh with all his heart. So the house of Ahaziah had no power to keep still the kingdom. But when Athaliah, the mother of Ahaziah, saw that her son was dead, she arose and destroyed all the seed royal of the house of Judah. But Jehoshabeth, the daughter of the king, took Joash, the son of Ahaziah, and stole him from among the king's sons that were slain, and put him and his nurse in a bedchamber. So Jehoshabeth, the daughter of King Jehoram, the wife of Jehoiada the priest, for she was the sister of Ahaziah, hid him from Athaliah, so that she slew him not. So Athaliah had dead. a good sister, <laughs> right? Yes, she did. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. And he was with them hid in the house of God six years. Okay. And Athaliah reigned over the land. All right. That Very... had to be pretty difficult to hide someone for six years like yeah. that. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, but, uh, yeah, well, they, they took care of Athaliah quickly after that, right? So... I think they just, uh, well, how long did Athaliah reign? I think it was only like, what, was it six years? Yeah, it wasn't very long. Oh, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so, but yeah, Athaliah had all kinds of problems, so she might have, <laughs> you know, forgotten about, uh, about mm -hmm. uh, Joash. Okay. Chapter 23. And in the seventh year, Jehoiada strengthened himself, 
and took the captains of hundreds, Azariah the son of Jehoram, and Ishmael the son of Jehonahan, and Azariah the son of Obed, Maasah the son of Adiah, and Elishaphat the son of Zikri into covenant with him. And they went about in Judah and gathered the Levites out of all the cities of Judah and the chief of the fathers of Israel. And they came to Jerusalem and all the congregation made a covenant with the king in the house of God. And he said unto them, behold, the king's son shall reign as the as Yahweh has said of the sons of David. This is the thing that you shall do. A third part of you entering on the Sabbath of the priests and of the Levites shall be porters of the doors. And a third part shall be at the king's house and a third part at the gate of the foundation. And all the people shall be in the courts of the house of Yahweh. But let none come into the house of Yahweh, save the priests and they that minister of the Levites. They shall go in for they are holy, but all the people shall keep the watch of Yahweh. And the Levites shall compass the king round about every man with his weapons in his hand. And whosoever else cometh into the house, he shall be put to death. But be ye with the king when he comes in and when he goes out. So the Levites and all Judah did according to all the things that Jehoiada the priest had commanded and took every man, his men that were to come in on the Sabbath with them that were to go out on the Sabbath. For Jehoiada the priest had dismissed not the courses. Moreover, Jehoiada the priest delivered to the captains of hundreds spears and bucklers and shields that had been King David's, which were in the house of God. And he set all the people, every man having his weapon in his hand, from the right side of the temple to the left side of the temple, along by the altar and the temple, by the king round about. Then they brought out the king's son and put upon him the crown and gave him the testimony and made him king. And Jehoiada and his sons anointed him and said, God save the king. <clears throat> now, when Athaliah heard the noise of the people running and praising the king, she came to the people to, into the house of Yahweh. And she looked and behold, the king stood at his pillar at the entering inn, and the princes and the trumpets by the king and all the people of the land rejoiced and sounded with trumpets. Also the singers with instruments of music and such as taught to sing praise. Then Athaliah rent her clothes and said, treason, treason. <laughs> right. Yeah. Then, no, like, like Hillary. Treason, treason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the traitors shout treason. Then Jehoiada the priest brought out the captains of hundreds that were set over the host and said unto them, have her forth of the ranges and whoso followeth her. Let him be slain with the sword. For the priest said, Slay her not in the house of Yahweh. Ooh, okay. So they laid hands on her. And when she was come to the entering of the horse gate by the king's house, they slew her there. And Jehoiada made a covenant between him and between all the people and between the king that they should be Yahweh's people. Then all the people that went to the house of Baal and break it down and break his altars and his images in pieces and slew Matan, the priest of Baal, before the altars. And also Jehoiada appointed the officers of the house of Yahweh by the hand of the priests of the Levites, whom David had distributed in the house of Yahweh, to offer the burnt offerings of Yahweh 
as it is written in the law of Moses, with rejoicing and singing, as it was ordained by David. And he set the porters at the gates of the house of Yahweh, that none which was unclean in anything should enter in. And he took the captains of hundreds, and the nobles, and the governors of the people, and all the people of the land, and brought down the king from the house of Yahweh. And they came through the high gate into the king's house, and set the king upon the throne of the kingdom. And all the people of the land rejoiced, and the city was quiet. After that, they had slain Athaliah with the sword. Okay. So, the city was finally quiet. <laughs> okay. Chapter 24. 24. <clears throat> Joash was seven years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 40 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name also was Zibiah of Beersheba. And Joash did that which was right in the sight of Yahweh all the days of Jehoiada the priest. And Jehoiada took for him two wives, and he begat sons and daughters. It came to pass after this that Joash was minded to repair the house of Yahweh. And he gathered together the priests and the Levites and said to them, Go out unto the cities of Judah and gather of all Israel money to repair the house of your God from year to year and see that ye hasten the matter. Howbeit the Levites hastened it not. <clears throat> and the king called for Jehoiada the chief and said unto him, Why hast thou not required the Levites to bring in out of Judah and out of Jerusalem the collection according to the commandment of Moses, the servant of Yahweh, and of the congregation of Israel for the tabernacle of witness? For the sons of Athaliah, that wicked woman, had broken up the house of God. And also all the dedicated things of the house of Yahweh did they bestow upon Balaam. Oh, boy. And at the king's commandment, they made a chest and set it without at the gate of the house of Yahweh. And they made a proclamation through Judah and Jerusalem to bring into Yahweh the collection that Moses, the servant of God, laid upon Israel in the wilderness. And all the princes and all the people rejoiced and brought in and cast into the chest until they had made an end. <clears throat> now it came to pass that at, that at what time the chest was brought unto the king's office by the hand of the Levites, and when they saw that there was much money, the king's scribe and the high priest's officer came and emptied the chest and took it and carried it to his place again. Thus they did day by day and gathered money in abundance. Okay, so the, uh, taxation is supposed to be voluntary Yeah, in Israel. Okay. Back to <clears throat> and the king and Jehoiada gave it to such as did the work of the service of the house of Yahweh and hired masons and carpenters to repair the house of Yahweh and also sought as wrought iron and brass to mend the house of Yahweh. So the workmen wrought and the work was perfect, perfected by them and they set the house of God in his state and strengthened it. And when they had finished it, they brought the rest of the money before the king and Jehoiada, whereof were made vessels for the house of Yahweh, even vessels to minister and to offer withal, and spoons and vessels of gold and silver. And they offered burnt offerings in the house of Yahweh continually all the days of Jehoiada. But Jehoiada waxed old and was full of days when he died. A hundred and thirty years old was he when he died. And they buried him in the city of David among the kings, because he had done good in Israel, both toward God and toward his house. 
Now, after the death of Jehoiada came the princes of Judah and made obeisance to the king. Then the king hearkened unto them. And they left the house of Yahweh, God of their fathers, and served groves and idols. <laughs> and wrath came upon Judah and Jerusalem for this their trespass. Yet he sent prophets to them to bring them again unto Yahweh. And they testified against them, but they would not give ear. Okay, more rebellion. Yep. And the Spirit of God came upon Zechariah, the son of Jehoiada the priest, which stood above the people and said unto them, Thus saith God, Why transgress ye the commandments of Yahweh that ye cannot prosper? Because ye have forsaken Yahweh, he has also forsaken you. And they conspired against him and stoned him with stones at the commandment of the king in the court of the house of Yahweh. Thus Joash the king remembered not the kindness which Jehoiada his father had done to him, but slew his son. And when he died, he said, Yahweh look upon it and require it. And it came to pass at the end of the year that the host of Syria came up against him. And they came to Judah and Jerusalem and destroyed all the princes of the people from among the people and sent all the spoil of them unto the king of Damascus. For the army of the Syrians came with a small company of men. And Yahweh delivered a very great host into their hand, because they had forsaken Yahweh God of their fathers. So they executed judgment against Joash. And when they de were departed from him, for they left him in great diseases, his own servants conspired against him for the blood of the sons of Jehoiada the priest, and slew him on his bed, and he died. And they buried him in the city of David, but they buried him not in the sepulchres of the kings. And these are they that conspired against him. Zabad, the son of Shimeath, an Ammonitus, and Jehozabad, the son of Shimrith, a Moabitus. Now concerning his sons and the greatness of the burdens laid upon him and the repairing of the house of God, behold, they are written in the story of the book of the kings. And Amaziah, his son, reigned in his stead. Okay, as the books of Ezra and Nehemiah also relate, the sin of uh, miscegenation was only practiced by the upper crust of the house of Israel and house of Judah, okay? And uh, because the common people wouldn't have intercourse, social or otherwise, with non-Israelites, Okay, uh, you know, farmers, you know, they have their work uh, to do on the farm and they don't uh, hobnob with the, you know, uh, how should I put it, the, uh, the leaders of other nations, put it that way. And so the, the opportunity for such uh, liaisons would not be common among the farmers and, uh, you know, the poor people. So, but here we see again is the upper crust of the house of Judah who refused to obey Yahweh. Why? Well, I guess when uh, the worst thing that could ever happen to our people is to get too wealthy, <laughs> right? They, they start acting like they know everything and they don't have to obey Yahweh, and then Yahweh applies judgment yet again. I mean, this happens over and over and over, and it's happening again today, folks. All right, back to you. Power. Yeah. Power corrupts. That's right. Money corrupts, Every too. <laughs> right? It goes to people's heads. When they get it too does. much power, it goes to their head, and they think they don't have to obey any God, they're above all that, and you know, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Also, I, uh, I want to point out to people that uh, you know, on the first page of Eurofolk Radio is the story of uh, Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber, 
who was uh, you know, a genius who went to Harvard, but he was also the subject of LSD experiments, uh, which probably drove him crazy. But nevertheless, he uh, he predicted that the the deep state or the techn- technocratic state was preparing a global dictatorship of technology by which they would rule over the world, right? A conspiracy theorist, right? <laughs> and uh, he said that people who are too intelligent have a mean streak, <laughs> right? They, because they think they're better than everybody else. So uh, so he wasn't one of them, but he ha- I guess he had a mean streak too because he tried to kill a lot of these people, trying to prevent their taking over the world. Uh, of course, that didn't work. All right, back to you. I don't know, Eli, if they're all that much more intelligent than we are. I think they're just that much meaner than we yeah, are. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, of course, the intelligence says uh, they do measure what you learn in school, right, among other mm-hmm. things. Yeah, I mean, uh, of course, uh, people have what's, what's the aptitudes for math and aptitude for science, and other people don't, right? It's just that simple. Some people play mm-hmm. great uh, chess and a bat of checkers, right? So, uh, you never know how the intelligence uh, distribution works. But yeah, it is true that the people who consider themselves more intelligent than everybody else tend to have, they look down upon the rest of us. Yes, no doubt mm-hmm. about that. Okay. I mean, you even see that in, in regular oh, people. You know, absolutely. people who make more money than others look down on those people who make less. Yeah, you know, uh, absolutely. Uh, that's the that's the history of Europe. Uh, the uh, mm-hmm. you know the the poor people were always uh, you know trodden upon by their leaders, by the rich, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You know that that goes without saying. Yep. It's been our history. Yeah. Okay, chapter twenty-five. Amaziah was twenty-five years old when he began to reign, and he reigned twenty-nine years in Jerusalem, and his mother's name was Jehoadak. Jehoadan of Jerusalem, <clears throat> and he did that which was right in the sight of Yahweh, but not with a perfect heart. Now it came to pass, when the kingdom was established to him, that he slew his servants that had killed the father, the king, his father. But he slew not their children, but did as it is written in the law in the book of Moses, where Yahweh commanded, saying, The fathers shall not die for the children, neither shall the children die for the fathers, but every man shall die for his own sin. There you go. Moreover, Amaziah gathered Judah together and made them captains over thousands and captains over hundreds, according to the houses of their fathers, throughout all Judah and Benjamin. And he numbered them from 20 years old and above and found them 300,000 choice men able to go forth to war that could handle spear and shield. He hired also 100,000 mighty men of valor out of Israel for a hundred talents of silver. But there came a man of God to him, saying, O king, let not the army of Israel go with thee, for Yahweh is not with Israel, to wit, with all the children of Ephraim. But if thou wilt go, do it, be strong for the battle. God shall make thee fall before the enemy, for God has power to help and to cast down. And Amaziah said to the man of God, But what shall we do for the hundred talents which I have given to the army of Israel? And the man of God answered, Yahweh is able to give thee much more than this. Then Amaziah separated them to wit, the army that was come to him out of Ephraim to go home again. Wherefore, their anger was greatly kindled against Judah. 
and they returned home in great anger. And Amaziah strengthened himself and led forth his people and went to the Valley of Salt and smote of the children of Seir 10,000. All right, very good. Edomites, yeah. And other 10,000 left alive did the children of Judah carry away captive and brought them up and brought them unto the top of the rock and cast them down from the top of the rock that they were all that they all were broken in pieces. But the soldiers of the army which Amaziah sent back, that they should not go with him to battle, fell upon the cities of Judah, from Samaria even unto Bethhoron, and smote three thousand of them, and took much spoil. Okay, more now, civil war. Pass, yep. It came to pass, after Amaziah was come from the slaughter of the Edomites, that he brought the gods of the children of Seir and set them up to be his gods and bowed down himself before them and burned incense unto them. Wherefore the anger of Yahweh was kindled against Amaziah. And he sent unto him a prophet, which said unto him, Why hast thou sought after the gods of the people, which could not deliver their own people out of thine hand? And it came to pass, as he talked with him, that the king said unto him, Art thou made of the king's counsel? Forbear, why shouldest thou be smitten? Then the prophet forbear and said, I know that God has determined to destroy thee, because thou hast done this, and hast not hearkened unto my counsel. Then Amaziah, king of Judah, took advice, and sent to Joash, the son of Jehoahaz, the son of Jehu, king of Israel, saying, Come, let us see one another in the face. And Joash, king of Israel, sent to Amaziah, king of Judah, saying, The thistle that was in Lebanon sent to the cedar that was in Lebanon, saying, Give thy daughter to my son to wife. And there passed by a wild beast that was in Lebanon and trode down the thistle. Thus sayest, Lo, thou hast smitten the Edomites, and thine heart lifts thee up to boast. Uh Abide now at home. Why shouldest thou meddle to hurt thine hurt, meddle to thine hurt, that thou shouldest fall, even thou, and Judah with thee? Okay, so Amaziah was one of those people too smart for his own good and too proud for his own good. You know, he said, "Oh, okay, I'm the one who who smote the Edomites. It wasn't Yahweh." <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. okay, ego, ego always e- gets in the way. Ego trip. But Amaziah would not hear, for it came of God that he might deliver them into the hand of their enemies, because they sought after the gods of Edom. So Joash, the king of Israel, went up, and they saw one another in the face, both he and Amaziah, king of Judah, at Beth Shemesh, which belongs to Judah. And Judah was put to the worst before Israel, and they fled every man to his tent. And Joash, the king of Israel, took Amaziah, king of Judah, son of Joash, the son of Jehoahaz, at Beth Shemesh, brought him to Jerusalem and break down the wall of Jerusalem from the gate of Ephraim to the corner gate, 400 cubits. And he took all the gold and silver and all the vessels that were found in the house of God with Obed-Edom and the treasures of the king's house, the hostages also, and returned to Samaria. And Amaziah, the son of Joash, king of Judah, lived after the death of Joash, son of Jehoahaz, king of Israel, 15 years. Now the rest of the acts of Amaziah, first and last, behold, 
Are they not written in the book of the kings of Judah and Israel? Now, after the time that Amaziah did turn away from following Yahweh, they made a conspiracy against him in Jerusalem, and he fled to Lachish. But they sent to Lachish after him and slew him there. And they brought upon him horses. And they brought him upon horses and buried him with his fathers in the city of Judah. Okay, not that he deserved that. (laughs) Buried with David? No, no. Okay. Chapter 26. Then all the people of Judah took Uzziah, who was 16 years old, and made him king in the room of his father Amaziah. He built Eloth and restored it to Judah. After that, the king slept with his fathers. 16 years old was Uzziah when he began to reign. And he reigned 52 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name also was Jechaliah of Jerusalem. And he did that which was right in the sight of Yahweh, according to all that his father Amaziah did. And he sought God in the days of Zechariah, who had understanding in the visions of God. And as long as he sought God, Yahweh, God made him to prosper. And he went forth and warred against the Philistines and break down the wall of Gath and the wall of Jabneth, and, and the wall of Ashdod, and built cities about Ashdod and among the Philistines. And God helped him against the Philistines, and against the Arabians that dwelt in Gerbael, and the Mahunims. And the Ammonites gave gifts to Uzziah, and his name spread abroad even to the entering in of Egypt, for he strengthened himself exceedingly. Moreover, Uzziah built towers in Jerusalem at the corner gate and at the valley gate and at the turning of the wall and fortified them. And he built towers in the desert and digged many wells, for he had much cattle, both in the low country and in the plains. Husbandmen also and vine dressers in the mountains and in Carmel, for he loved husbandry. Moreover, Uzziah had a host of fighting men that went out to war by bands, according to the number of their account by the hand of Jeel, the scribe, and Maasa, the ruler, under the hand of Hananiah, one of the king's captains. The whole number of the chief of the fathers of the mighty men of valor were 2,600, and under their hand was an army, 300,000 and 7,500, that made war with mighty power to help the king against the enemy. And Uzziah prepared for them throughout all the host, shields and spears and helmets and hibergians and bows and slings to cast stones. And he made in Jerusalem engines invited by cunning men to be on the towers and upon the bulwarks to shoot arrows and great stones withal. And his name spread far abroad, for he was marvelously helped till he was strong. But when he was strong, his heart was lifted up to his destruction, for he transgressed against Yahweh his God and went into the temple of Yahweh to burn incense upon the altar of incense. And Azariah the priest went in after him, and with him fourscore priests of Yahweh that were valiant men. And they withstood Uzziah the king and said unto him, It appertaineth not unto thee, Uzziah, to burn incense unto Yahweh, but to the priests, the sons of Aaron, that are consecrated to burn incense. Go out of the sanctuary, for thou hast trespassed. 
neither shall it be for thine honor from Yahweh God. Then Uzziah was wroth and had a censer in his hand to burn incense. And while he was wroth with the priest, the leprosy even rose up in his forehead before the priest in the house of Yahweh from beside the incense altar. Okay, separation separation of church and state, (laughs) right? Okay, the king is not to offer you know, the sacrifice uh, that the priests are supposed to offer, right? So they're supposed to keep those two offices distinct. Back to you. And Azariah, the chief priest, and all the priests looked upon him. And behold, he was leprous in his forehead, and they thrust him out from thence. Yea, himself hasted also to go out, because Yahweh had smitten him. And Uzziah the king was a leper unto the day of his death oh boy. and dwelt in a several house, being a leper, for he was cut off from the house of Yahweh. And Jotham his son was over the king's house, judging the people of the land. Now the rest of the acts of Uzziah, first and last, did Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, write. So Uzziah slept with his fathers, and they buried him with his fathers in the field of the burial which belonged to the kings, for they said, he is a leper, and Jotham, his son, reigned in his stead. So those were the days when uh, sick people were put in quarantine, (laughs) right? So they can't infect others. But those Mm -hmm. days are gone. Now, today, with the Jews in power, they put the sickest people among the healthy to make the rest of us sick. Exact opposite of how it should be. That's right. Yep. Okay, let's, yeah, let's find out about Jotham. What did he do? (laughs) Okay. Jotham was 25 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 16 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name also was Jerusha, the daughter of Zadok. And he did that which was right in the sight of Yahweh, according to all that his father Uzziah did. Howbeit he entered not into the temple of Yahweh, and the people did yet corruptly. He built the high gate of the house of Yahweh, and on the wall of Ophel he built much. Moreover, he built cities in the mountains of Judah, and in the forest he built castles and towers. He fought also with the king of the Ammonites, and prevailed against them. And the children of Ammon gave him the same year a hundred talents of silver, and ten thousand measures of wheat, and ten thousand of barley." So much did the children of Ammon pay unto him, both the second year and the third. So Jotham became mighty, because he prepared his ways before Yahweh his God. Now the rest of the acts of Jotham, and all his wars, and his ways, lo, they are written in the book of the kings of Israel and Judah. He was twenty-five years old when he began to reign, and reigned sixteen years in Jerusalem. And Jotham slept with his fathers. And they buried him in the city of David, and Ahaz, his son, reigned in his stead. End of chapter 27. Okay, I guess Joseph didn't grow old enough to become evil. <laughs> All right, <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. We're, going, we're, we're running through all these kings uh, like crazy, right? It's rapid fire. Back. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Ahaz was 20 years old when he began to reign. And he reigned 16 years in Jerusalem, but he did not that which was right in the sight of Yahweh, like David his father. For he walked in the ways of the kings of Israel, 
and made also molten images for Balaam. Moreover, he burnt incense in the valley of the son of Hinnom and burnt his children in the fire. Oh, my God. The abominations of the heathen whom Yahweh cast out before the children of Israel. He sacrificed also and burnt incense in the high places and on the hills and under every green tree. Wherefore, Yahweh, his God, delivered him into the hand of the king of Syria, and they smote him and carried away a great multitude of them captives and brought them to Damascus. And he was also delivered into the hand of the king of Israel, who smote him with a great slaughter. For Pekah, the son of Remaliah, slew in Judah 120,000 in one day, which were all valiant men, because they had forsaken Yahweh, God of their fathers. And Zikri, a mighty man of Ephraim, slew Maasa, the king's son, and Azrakam, the governor of the house, and Elkanah, that was next to the king. And the children of Israel carried away the captain of their brethren, 200,000 women, sons, and daughters, and took also away much spoil from them, and brought the spoil to Samaria. But a prophet of Yahweh was there, whose name was Oded, and he went out before the host that came to Samaria, and said unto them, Behold, because Yahweh God of your fathers was wroth with Judah, he has delivered them into your hand, and ye have slain them in a rage that reaches up unto heaven. And now ye purpose to keep under the children of Judah and Jerusalem for bondmen and bondwomen unto you, but are there not with you, even with you, sins against Yahweh your God. Now hear me therefore, and deliver the captives again, which ye have taken captive of your brethren, for the fierce wrath of Yahweh is upon you. Then certain of the heads of the children of Ephraim, Azariah the son of Jehonan, Berechiah the son of Meshillamoth, and and Jehizekiah the son of Shalom, and Amasa the son of Hadlai, stood up against them that came from the war. And said unto them, You shall not bring in the captives, captives hither, for whereas we have offended against Yahweh already, ye intend to add more to our sins and to our trespass. For our trespass is great, and there is fierce wrath against Israel. So the armed men left the captives and the spoil before the princes and all the congregation. And the men which were expressed by name rose up and took the captives, and with the spoil clothed all that were naked among them, and arrayed them, and shod them, and gave them to eat and to drink, and anointed them, and carried all the feeble of them upon asses, and brought them to Jericho, the city of palm trees, to their brethren. Then they returned to Samaria. At that time did King Ahaz send unto the kings of Assyria to help him. For again the Edomites had come and smitten Judah, and carried away captives. The Philistines also had invaded the cities of the low country and of the south of Judah and had taken Beth Shemesh and Ajalon and Gedaroth and Shoko with the villages thereof and Timnah with the villages thereof, Gimzo also and the villages thereof, and they dwelt there. For Yahweh had brought Judah low because of Ahaz, king of Israel, for he had made Judah naked and transgressed sore against Yahweh. And Tilgath Tilgath-Pilnazar, king of Assyria, came unto him and distressed him, but strengthened him not. For Ahaz took away a portion out of the house of Yahweh and out of the house of the king and of the princes 
and gave it unto the king of Assyria, but he helped him not. And in the time of his distress did he trespass yet more against Yahweh. This is that king Ahaz. For he sacrificed unto the gods of Damascus, which smote him. And he said, because the gods of the kings of Syria helped them, therefore will I sacrifice to them that they may help me. They were the ruin of him and yeah. all of and of all Israel. And Ahaz gathered together the vessels of the house of God and cut in pieces the vessels of the house of God and shut up the doors of the house of Yahweh. And he made him altars in every corner of Jerusalem. And in every several city of Judah, he made high places to burn incense unto their gods and provoked to anger Yahweh, God of his fathers. Now the rest of his acts and of all his ways, first and last, behold, they are written in the book of the kings of Judah and Israel. And Ahaz slept with his fathers and they buried him in the city, even in Jerusalem. But they brought him not into the sepulchres of the kings of Israel. And Hezekiah, his son, reigned in his stead. Okay, we're getting close to the time when the house of Judah was carried off to Babylon. <laughs> All right. All right, yep. chapter 29. Hezekiah began to reign when he was 23, when he was five and 20 years old. And he reigned nine and 20 years in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was Abiah, the daughter of Zechariah. And he did that which was right in the sight of Yahweh, according to all that David, his father, had done. He, in the first year of his reign, in the first month, opened the doors of the house of Yahweh and repaired them. And he brought in the priests and the Levites and gathered them together into the east street. And he said unto them, Hear me, ye Levites, sanctify now yourselves and sanctify the house of Yahweh, God of your fathers and carry forth the filthiness out of this holy place. For our fathers have trespassed and done that which was evil in the eyes of Yahweh our God, and have forsaken him, and have turned away their faces from the habitation of Yahweh, and turned their backs. Also they have shut up the doors of the porch, and put out the lamps, and have not burned incense nor offered burnt offerings in the holy place unto the God of Israel." Wherefore, the wrath of Yahweh was upon Judah and Jerusalem, and he has delivered them to trouble, to astonishment, and to hissing, as ye see with your eyes. For, lo, our fathers have fallen by the sword. Our sons and our daughters and our wives are in captivity for this. Now, it is in mine heart to make a covenant with Yahweh, God of Israel, that his fierce wrath may turn away from us. My sons, be not now negligent. For Yahweh has chosen you to stand before him, to serve him, that ye should minister unto him and burn incense. Then the Levites arose, Mahath the son of Amasai, and Joel the son of Azariah, of the sons of the Kohathites, and of the sons of Merari, Kish the son of Abdi, and Azariah the son of Jehalil, and of the Gershonites, Joah the son of Zema, and Eden the son of Joah. And the son and the sons of Elizaphan, Shimri, and Jeel, and of the sons of Asaph, Zechariah, and Mataniah, and of the sons of Heman, Jehiel, and Shimi, and of the sons of Jedathun, Shemaiah, and Uziel. And they gathered their brethren and sanctified themselves, and came according to the commandment of the king by the words of Yahweh to cleanse the house of Yahweh. 
And the priest went into the inner part of the house of Yahweh to cleanse it and brought out all uncleanness that they found in the temple of Yahweh into the court of the house of Yahweh. And the Levites took it to carry it out abroad into the brook Kidron. Now they began on the first day of the first month to sanctify. And on the eighth day of the month came they to the porch of Yahweh. So they sanctified the house of Yahweh in eight days. And in the sixteenth day of the first month, they made an end. Then they went into Hezekiah the king and said, We have cleansed all the house of Yahweh and the altar of burnt offerings with all the vessels thereof and the showbread table with all the vessels thereof. Moreover, all the vessels which King Ahaz in his reign did cast away in his transgression have we prepared and sanctified. And behold, they are before the altar of Yahweh. Then Hezekiah the king rose early and gathered the rulers of the city and went up to the house of Yahweh. And they brought seven bullocks and seven rams and seven lambs and seven he goats for a sin offering for the kingdom and for the sanctuary and for Judah. And he commanded the priests, the sons of Aaron, to offer them on the altar of Yahweh. So they killed the bullocks and the priests received the blood and sprinkled it on the altar. Likewise, when they had killed the rams, they sprinkled the blood upon the altar. They killed also the lambs and sprinkled the blood upon the altar. And they brought forth the he goats for the sin offering before the king and the congregation. And they laid their hands upon them and the priests killed them. And they made reconciliation with their blood upon the altar to make an atonement for all Israel. For the king commanded that the burnt offering and the sin offering should be made for all Israel. And he set the Levites in the house of Yahweh with cymbals, with psalteries, and with harps, according to the commandment of David, and of Gad the king's seer, and Nathan the prophet. For so was the commandment of Yahweh by his prophets. And the Levites stood with the instruments of David, and with the priests, and the priests with the trumpets. And Hezekiah commanded to offer the burnt offering upon the altar. And when the burnt offering began, the song of Yahweh began also with the trumpets and with the instruments ordained by David, king of Israel. And all the congregation worshipped and the singers sang and the trumpeters sounded. And all this continued until the burnt offering was finished. And when they had made an end of offering, the king and all that were present with him bowed themselves and worshipped. Moreover, Hezekiah the king and the princes commanded the Levites to sing praise unto Yahweh with the words of David and of Asaph the seer. And they sang praises with gladness, and they bowed their heads and worshipped. Then Hezekiah answered and said, Now you have consecrated yourselves unto Yahweh. Come near and bring sacrifices and thank offerings into the house of Yahweh. And the congregation brought in sacrifices and thank offerings. And as many as were of a free heart, burnt offerings. And the number of the burnt offerings which the congregation bought, brought was threescore and ten bullocks, a hundred rams, and two hundred lambs. All these were for a burnt offering to Yahweh. And the consecrated things were six hundred oxen and three thousand sheep. But the priests were too few, so that they could not flay all the burnt offerings. Wherefore, their brethren, the Levites, did help them till the work was ended and until the other priests had sanctified themselves. 
for the Levites were more upright in heart to sanctify themselves than the priests. And also the burnt offerings were in abundance with the fat of the peace offerings and the drink offerings for every burnt offering. So the service of the house of Yahweh was set in order. And Hezekiah rejoiced and all the people that God had prepared the people for the thing was done suddenly. Okay. Quickly. <laughs> Cleanse yeah. the temple. Okay, well, I see we're uh, less than two minutes away yeah. from uh, our lot of time. So, yeah, good job. And uh, we'll see that uh, next chapter they will celebrate Passover. And yeah. uh, it's the history of Israel, folks, from, from one bad king to a good king to a bad king. <laughs> and likewise with the people. Endless, endless ups and downs, tribulations of the Israelites. All right, Dan, thank you. Thank you all. all Take right. care. Yahweh bless everybody. Bye-bye. See ya. See ya.